What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 113 of the Noise Podcast, part of the Noise Podcast Network and sponsored by Stereo Brain Records. I am your host slash your boy, uh, Chris Pugh. And weirdly, as you will already have seen, I am not joined by the cynical one and my very, very good friend, Mr. Sam Lewis. Uh, I'm going to go into why that is in a while. Um First thing to do, uh, the best way to support us is by liking slash subscribing, depending on whichever service you are using. You can follow us on Twitter at Noise Podcast. You can follow the general website on Twitter at Noise UK. Uh, we are available on pretty much any service you use for a podcast. The Noise Podcast will be there. Usually, it is me and Sam. Uh, but however, on this episode, that is going to be slightly different. I'm going to go into that in a second. Uh, on the last episode of the Noise Podcast, me and Sam reviewed the new and excellent Megadeth record, The Sick, The Dying and The Dead. If you are yet to check that out, please do so. Uh, the album, as I'm recording this on a Thursday night, so the album should be out, will be out tomorrow. A wonderful, wonderful Megadeth record. Can't wait to see the reaction of that on social media. On this episode, I will be discussing the brand new Stray from the Path record, Euthanasia. Uh, before we get into it and the record, and because surely some of you are thinking, uh, Sam is okay. Uh, I haven't done anything to him <laughs> and he hasn't had any horrendous falls or anything like that. Uh, he's incredibly busy this week. Um, so it was one of those situations where Sam was like, dude, like, I really like Stray. I know you love Stray. I'm really busy though. We've got a Parkway Drive review coming up as well that we're recording tomorrow. Is I'm not going to be able to fit all those things in. Um, so originally I was thinking, right, okay, uh, we'll just miss the Stray from the Path review then. Uh, we will live without it. However, there's a lot I've got to say about this album. And I wanted to make sure that my thoughts still hit the light of day uh, for some, you know, some of you. Uh, and we really appreciate this listeners that pay attention and, and you know, we'll, we'll go, we'll go and listen to a record based off of mine and some recommendations. So there's a lot I want to say about this record that I wanted to hit the light of day metaphorically. And I'm just going to get going because uh, this album is, is something I tell you. Um, Euthanasia is straight from the past 11th record, three of those being independent, but 11th record nonetheless. And it's out on September 9th via UNFD Records. And it is the follow-up to 2019's Internal Atomics. Before we get into the record, there's a few things I want to say about Stray because they're, they're a special band for me, for, for myriad reasons, uh, which I'm, I'm going to quickly uh, dive into here. With every time I die, sadly and annoyingly, uh, disbanding a few months ago, for me, I'd say that Strayer from the Path are the hardcore band of their generation. And I suppose when you say that, naturally, you might feel like when you consider oh, every time I die and Stray from the same generation, surely not. But actually, if you count Stray's time as an independent band, the, different in ye- the difference in years between their start isn't actually particularly massive. So I think you can still count them as part of the same generation, even though you would think every time I die would have, would have come from really like maybe like the early or mid-90s because they just seem to have been around for longer. Perhaps that has something to do with the fact that Stray were an independent band until 2008, I believe. But regardless... They've actually been around for generally the same amount of time there or thereabouts. And I think that we because Stray, that there's something really unwavering about their presentation, their beliefs on their albums, which has captured me from the first day that I kind of found out about them or came across them, which was, uh, I, I remember this literally like it was yesterday. I first heard False Flag and Badge and a Bullet from Anonymous, that kind of one-two opening. And I literally never looked back. I, I was just hit by this wall of fury and fire. And to this day, 
the opening pinch harmonics from Tom Williams on Badger and the Bullet still get me. They're, they're still, they, they're still, I could chuck that song on Badger and the Bullet at any time and it would just immediately put a smile on my face, despite the fact he's got quite a dark lyrical content running through it. And that's the real beauty of Stride that they're somehow they're like the most fun band in the world, but also the, the most mood capturing and thought-provoking. It's really weird. If you've ever seen them live, you will kind of know what I'm talking about. They're really fun, but also they're also really damning and make you realise just kind of how dark the position that we are in at the moment as a world is. But when you consider, and the reason why I would say Australia, the, the, the hardcore band of the generation, now that every time I die, I've disbanded. When you consider the fact that from Anonymous... Australia then did Subliminal Criminals, which for me has their best song on, First World Problem Child. Only Death Is Real is, for me, uh, their best album as a whole piece of work. And I feel the addition of Craig Reynolds on the album was a masterstroke. And then you've got 2019's Internal Atomics, which in itself was a tremendous record. Then you think about the idea of seeing them live, and I saw them live. I've seen them live a couple of times, but the time that particular stands out, I saw them on the Internal Atomics album cycle in Birmingham. They headlined in the evening with the, the, the Devil Wears Prada, Gideon and Loath, I think it was. And, and I have rarely felt energy in a room like that. I was in the Birmingham Asylum. I, I literally, it was chaos. It literally every single moment where I looked around, like I, I could not believe what I was feeling and seeing, witnessing. Drew York, the vocalist, has this kind of all-encompassing bravado that you can't help but be drawn to. There's such venom to his lyricisms. There's so much. He's got so much belief in them. If you know, for a quick little pro wrestling anecdote, uh, all the great pro wrestlers will always say that. If you don't really believe in your character, no one else will. And I think that kind of that that does kind of draw lines to hardcore, particularly. Imagine a hardcore band where the vocalist, not you, don't really believe that they believe what it is that they're fighting for. Like you wouldn't even consider the idea of paying attention. But Drew York, you watch him on stage, you listen to his lyricisms. He's legit. He he believes every single thing he's fighting for. The band believe everything they're fighting for. There's probably not a band in hardcore that are easier to get behind than Stray. They fight for the right things. They're brilliant musicians. And they've got this kind of pulsing energy that you just want to be on board and you just want to be a part of, of what they've got, what they're what they're fighting towards and what they're trying to move towards. Anyone that was at the Asylum show in Birmingham in, in 2019, I believe, or maybe... Would it be 2019? Uh, 2019, yeah. Uh, you will know what it is that I'm talking about. There, there was something special happened in that room. Um, but for, above all else, the reason why I would say that Stray are the hardcore band of the generation is really you know, kind of for this. Even if Stray's lyricisms don't connect with you, or maybe you don't even you don't agree with their stance on something, they write great hard so hardcore songs. If we just look at, let's say, um, uh, plead the fifth from Only Death is Real. Even if you haven't really got a clue about the American judicial system, such as myself, um, that is one of the great hardcore songs of the decade. Tom Williams and Craig Reynolds are possibly the best guitar and drums duo in hardcore. And I'm happy to be corrected in the comments by Peer, but I genuinely believe that. And Strayer are a band that ideally yes you will believe in what it is that they're fighting for but even if you don't and even if some of their takes you think go against the grain for what you personally believe in they write great hardcore songs 
you, you could almost turn the lyrics completely around of out of played the fifth the song would still be amazing. So bands like Alpha Wolf and Diamond Construct and Year of the Knife and Dying Wish might be the next generational step for hardcore. Um, but for now, I'd say that Stray are the best in the business, unless we are counting Code Orange. But a Code Orange to the hardcore band, uh, hardcore is one of the 50,000 things that Code Orange do. So obviously you're here uh, for me to you know to, to find about euthanasia. Uh, I'm actually I just want to point this out quicker. I'm not actually going to talk about or discuss the singles that they've released so far, which would be three guillotine and bread and roses. And the reason for that is because it's me doing this as a solo. You can literally go and listen to those three songs yourself to find out uh, what what you think of them. Whereas usually when it's me and Sam, I can pitch to him to for me to literally find out what he thinks of them. In this case, you've already got your opinion on three, Guillotine and Bread and Roses. Quick one from me. Those are the three absolutely brilliant songs, perfectly picked for singles. And just something else I'd like to point out. You might think that Bread and Roses is uh, the most out there song on the album. It is not. I have things to say about ladder work, which is the closing song. So yeah, I'm not going to talk about the three singles. I think they're great. They're amazing, brilliant, straight from the past songs. Uh, I'm going to talk about the songs that they are yet to release because like I say, you can literally go to Spotify now and listen to three, Guillotine and Brennan Roses and find out for yourself. So going into this record, I guess the fear for me was that, man, Stray's career is obviously no one's got the perfect discography, but really in terms of what you could expect from a modern hardcore band and the, the audience that Stray have built for the self, man, I just, I, there's always like the, the fear that they might just hit a banana skin eventually. Happy to confirm that euthanasia is the furthest thing that could possibly be from a banana skin. All those metaphorical ideas of them slipping, absolutely non-existent because 10 seconds into the opening song, Needful Things, you remember why Stray is so amazing. And it's actually down to Craig Reynolds, who if you were ever in doubt about how vital Craig Reynolds is to this band right now, the opening 20 seconds of this song just show you that you were entirely wrong. Not that I've ever come across anyone that thinks Craig Reynolds is anything less than a brilliant drummer and a brilliant addition to Stray, but there might just be someone. It opens with this ridiculous, ridiculous feel that I've got no idea how he has played, and it leads into everything you want from a Stray opener. Craig's high at work is just unrivaled in hardcore. Drew comes ripping in with all the anger you could fit in a human being. Tom Williams, of course, dropping the low tune riff behind him. It's literally like, what else could you possibly want from the opener to a brand new Stray from the Path record? The coolest thing about it for me, there's this kind of looping lyric of, are you in or in the way? And I feel that kind of culminates everything that I love about Stray. It's not enough to just be against something. They want you to know, they want to know what you're going to do about the thing that you're against. And that's something I really believe in that is it's not just enough to be worried about climate change. Okay, cool. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to use less plastic? Are you going to consume less meat? Or are you going to use less electricity, raise less electricity, et cetera? Like, and that's what Stray's stance is, which really draws me. It's not enough to be against something. You have to be doing something about it as well. So cool. Uh, there's a massive pinching breakdown that gets built up too wonderfully as well in Needful Things. Uh, literally the ideal opener uh, from a try from the past song. 
May You Live Forever uh, gives you this kind of reminder of just how good Tom Williams is as a guitarist, and he is a ridiculous guitarist, because he opens May You Live Forever with this gorgeous little technical riff. Craig Reynolds pops it up with these, like, literally, like, they've been shot out of a machine gun blasting films. Film, Phil, sorry. And this album kind of literally opens like it's literally on fire. Another really cool lyric on this. Uh, we can do the dance all night, outcast kids running wild in the moonlight, which again is kind of like metaphorical for the journey that the band have been on. So much intelligent writing goes into this album. We are literally scratching the surface here. And the final minute of this song is some of the most technically proficient music the band has ever ever written. I'm not going to go too much into detail about it. I want you to hear it for yourselves because it's ridiculous and it's incredibly intelligent. And I'm going to do that for a, a, a little bit of this review. There's, there's some things that I just don't want to spoil. I want you to just kind of consume yourselves. If we go past the singles of Three and Guillotine, it comes to Chess Candy. And I think that Anthony, the bassist, who rarely gets the credit he deserves, I think he rightly or wrongfully just falls into the kind of bassist trap where sometimes they get wrongfully overlooked, including sometimes by myself. He drops in a kind of wonderful bass line that opens this. And I think that Drew's best lyricisms on the record are on Chess Candy. The song is kind of this um, metaphorical lambast of the military and the way the military can corrupt the minds of the youth. It's so intelligently written. I'm not sure whether this is um, specifically about uh, the US military or just militaries across the world, but the, the way that this is written is is wildly intelligent. Uh, again, I, I'm sorry to just kind of wheel off lyrics for you for, uh, for every song. I'm not going to do it for every song, but this one, so good. Um, they said, be all that you can be, just sign your name and die for me. Let's see what colours you can bleed from the field to the infirmary. My favourite lyric of the year, that is. And of course, what do you think's happening? While Drew York is screaming this, the song is going hard as nails. They use these uh, guitar... They, Tom Williams does these kind of guitar slides as a motif for the song. Just absolute chef kiss. And one of the all-time great riffs uh, from Tom Williams is used for the breakdown on Chess Candy. Absolutely ridiculous song this is. Um one of the best in Stray's back catalogue. And it's not the only song on this album that could be considered as one of the best in the back catalogue in the same, in the sense of ridiculous intelligent lyricisms, wonderful musicianship and sticking to the tropes of the hardcore that Stray have created, just nailed balls to the wall, 100 mile an hour. Literally it goes as hard as you could possibly want any Stray from the Bath song uh, to go. Uh, Law Abiding Citizen um, is a kind of a track that rem gives you another reminder as if you need another one um, the, the fact that Stray are, are much more than just a hardcore band that write angry music I think that sometimes Stray fall into that kind of pigeonhole of uh, you know the angry band that do the breakdowns and do the screams and stuff and sometimes that's what Stray is because like that sounds cool and Stray are really good at writing that but this song it's really interesting actually and I almost wish that, I well, I definitely wish I'd love Sam to have been here to talk to you about this album. But th th there's something really unusual about this song. It's kind of like a satirical attack on the people in society that Stray have taken a massive disliking towards. Pretty much all of them rightly so as well. But for me, it's almost like an Easter egg of a track in a sense. Because 
of all the times that Stray have kind of lifted the curtain on their writing and shown you what it is that they dislike about society. I think this might be the biggest insider look that we've ever had in terms of Stray making it specifically clear what they believe is wrong with the world. Musically, there's, I will be honest, there's many other areas on this record that deserve your attention before Law Abiding Citizen. But there's something really intelligent about, about the way they wrote this song because it goes through this kind of list of people that they find really distasteful. It goes through this kind of list of movements that they find really distasteful, such as uh, climate change deniers. Uh, um, as as much as well as like obviously uh, overly religious types and people who use their religion as a way of condemning or marginalising others, it's not the first time that we've heard Stray make that kind of stance, but it's really kind of twisted in here, and it's really intelligent how they they've built this list of people and um movements that they really dislike as the kind of moving force for the song really unusual really intelligent it's i can't imagine it's gonna be anyone's favorite song from the record but it, it might be the most not interesting because ladder work is definitely the most interesting song on this album but it, it's definitely the one that kind of maybe comes from the furthest of left field in the sense of like the themes of what they're writing about really cool uh, Salt in Your Spit, uh, I'll be honest, is very much a standard stray song. Uh, potent lyrics are kind of, you get the potent lyrics surrounded by the pounding rhythm. But I'll be honest, I, I was kind of spending the whole song just waiting for the breakdown, um, which sounds like a huge critique of the song. But then if I kind of offset it with this, I'll be honest with you, the Salt in Your Spit is 60% of hardcore bands' best song ever. It just so happens that for stray, it's just another decent stray song that is fine. Um, but again, I similar to Laura Bynes Citizen, I can't imagine it being anyone's uh, favourite song from the record. Unlike Neighbourhood Watch. Good Lord, where to start with this? Um, so it, it, Neighbourhood Watch is like this depiction of the evils of racism uh, and kind of... It, it, it really points a finger at people who have, who have the audacity to not just have a view of racism, but then sometimes try to defend it with these with ridiculous comments, uh, maybe such as a comment uh, like, oh, well, it is all immigrants that do X, Y, Z crime, when actually that is absolute nonsense. I think mean, it's really just a small, small, small percentage of them. And that's more of a showing of the person than the, the culture or the race, etc., and for the majority of the track, you can feel Drew's angst just building just slightly behind these complex chord progressions from Tom. And it, it, you know what's gonna you know what's gonna happen, but you don't know the way they're gonna do it. It just builds the slightly slightly is getting angrier and angrier, and it all comes to this ferocious head, terrifying head. They gave. They, this lyric from Drew, they gave all you mother effers a name tag. So now I want to see blood on the white flag. A <laughs> breakdown comes in after that lyric. And I'm almost nervous for what is going to happen when I see them in October and they play that. I'm seeing them in a really small room in Sheffield and I am legitimately nervous. Like that, that man, that is going to be dangerous. That is. But maybe I'll throw myself into the biggest danger I've ever been into my life because it's the hardest breakdown. Like, honestly, I, I think there's a chance that people leave Neighbourhood Watch listening to it and thinking, that's that's the hardest stray song ever written. That is, that is a joke. And it's because 
in terms of songs that go over like a stretch, like Strange Fiction goes harder than Neighbourhood Watch over like a four-minute stretch. But because Neighbourhood Watch kind of slowly builds with these complex chord progressions from Tom and Craig's fills and Drew's getting angrier and angrier, and it all builds this massive like condemnation lyric with this huge breakdown behind it. Uh, terrifying, <laughs> terrifying, but incredibly awesome. And I don't know there's that many other bands that I could use those two like kind of adjectives. Terrifying, but awesome. There's not many other bands that fit the descriptor as well as Stray there. And I kind of anecdotally mentioned this earlier, but as you close out the record, you're looking at ladder work. I believe it's the longest song of Stray's career. However, I'm not familiar with their independent records. And there's I don't believe I've ever listened to Rising Sun either. So uh, this is six and a half minutes. I believe it's the longest song of their career. It might not be. Please do correct me if I'm wrong there. And um, I'm pretty much stunned at, at ladder work. Uh, Bread and Roses, I mentioned this earlier, is nothing in comparison to this when it comes to the band stretching their sound. And when I use that phrase, stretching their sound, growing their sound, I can almost feel the groans of, of Australia from the Path fans. Like, oh my God, no, what have they done? Um, you should fear not, because there's this kind of Avengers, Avengers-style cinematic instrumental that opens the track and they start kind of punching in the building just slightly. And when I was reading the liner notes of the album, it mentioned that Vane FM's Ben O'Levine just DJ scratches on the song. And for me, that was, I'll be honest, that was like a legitimate concern because I, I, I don't want Stray to be Alpha Wolf. I don't want them to be Vane. I want them to be Stray. Not in the sense of I don't ever want them to take chances, but the kind of hardcore DJ scratches have become uh, quite like, kind of permanent in hardcore over the last three or four years. And I don't feel like Stray need to jump into that. I feel like Stray can always be the classic trope hardcore band that could be a great rock band, but use that to build to build incredible riffs behind incredible lyricisms. But guess what? Um, they nail this as well. Uh, the, the DJ scratches from Benno take nothing away from the song, nor are they a focal point, which when I read the line notes, I thought, oh, it's just going to be like four minutes of DJ scratch, well, five minutes of DJ scratches, a breakdown, and Drew kind of splicing in. Uh, It's not actually what it is. The the DJ scratches are kind of used to sprinkle layers of something fresh, and there's kind of like an elongated instrumental uh, towards like the middle eight, uh, which is brilliantly used when coupled with the backdrop of the song. And Drew's vocals in the closing third are literally like incredible. Possibly he's the best one minute of vocals that he, that he's done arguably uh, for straight. It's, it's really, really, he does these sort of kind of elongated screams, which really takes absurd technique. And I, I think that ladder work, it's nothing that, it's nothing that people are going to look back on and be like, oh, my God, Stray changed hardcore when they're out ladder work. It's nothing that people are going to look back on and be like, oh, my God, the bravery of Stray to use DJ scratches. But the reason why I think it's so impactful is it's this six-and-a-half-minute song, which does something that you would never expect Stray to do, or, in my opinion, never really want them to do. As it turns out, they're really good at using it, and I would be confident to say that if I was a fortune teller and found out that the Strive from the Path record that comes out in 24 or 25 was 50% using DJ scratches, I'd be comfortable with it. And to achieve that on a six and a half minute song of the likes 
to my knowledge, they've never written before is an absurd achievement. And as I kind of bring all this together, there, there is a world where I don't do this. I'm, I've never done this before. I've never done a review solely of me on screen. It, felt, it has felt a little bit strange, uh, I will say. Uh, if you've stuck around for this long, I've really, really appreciate it. Um because I'm not the easiest person to listen to, especially with this accent, especially when I ramble as well to the level that I do. But I had to had to review this record because a lot of us live very fortunate lives uh, when you compare us with others, and life's a really beautiful thing. But this record is an indictment of everything that we're getting wrong with society, and there's a lot that we're getting wrong. And a lot of people, even in the Western world, where you know theoretically we are much better off than some of us in like third world countries and that kind of thing. But there's a lot of people that are going to hear this album and it's going to really mean something to them because the thing that Stray think that we're getting wrong is what's genuinely affecting that person. And that's truly a beautiful thing. That's a connection in music that you, you can't buy. Um, when you consider the fact that Tom Williams didn't really, didn't really feel like picking up a guitar during the pandemic, Craig broke his back and suffered with the same issue with his drums, not really fancying it. The album was written during a pandemic. Uh, the album is a ferocious, potent, clever standpoint on on what is on what we're getting wrong as as a society. This album really means something. This album matters, and I think that this album is going to matter to a lot of people. And this album really, really matters to me. I I, um, I don't want to be the guy that sits here and says this is the best drive from the path record i don't like doing that anymore uh, when i'm talking about brand new records because i do struggle with recency bias and because i'm so excited about the album so excited about the themes the breakdowns the hard riffs the ladder fills from craig i get so excited that i'm like this is the best drive from the path album i'm not going to do that i will give it two weeks of listening listen to only death is real again listen to subliminal criminals again listen to Anonymous again and probably decide from there. What I will say, I think it's the most intelligent Strive from the Path record. And I think it's got the chance to be a lot of people's favourite. They're the angriest they've ever been. Drew's lyricisms are the cleverest they've ever been. Tommy's still just as brilliant. Anthony's still just as brilliant. Craig is worth his weight in gold in this band. He's a ridiculous drummer. I'm learning drums at the minute what I wouldn't give to be 35% as good at drums as Craig Reynolds is. This is an incredible hardcore record. Stray are the hardcore band of the generation. I cannot wait to see what people think of, uh, of this record. Thank you so much. If you have stuck around uh, for this long, I do, I've got no idea how long I've spoken for here, by the way. But if you've stuck around, I really appreciate it. It's really cool of you. Uh, if you could drop us a subscription uh, on YouTube, if you could drop us a like on the video, a comment, that would be incredibly helpful. Uh, tell a friend, uh, follow us on Twitter at Noise Podcast or at Noise UK if you want to follow the general website handle. Uh, this is not the last time you will be seeing me. Over the next few days, me and Sam are going to review the new Parkway Drive album. We're recording it tomorrow. Tomorrow is Friday. We cannot release it because of an embargo until at least Monday. So around about Monday, Tuesday, you will see our thoughts on Parkway Drive. And I have a lot of them. All of them positive. You'll be glad to know. Um, 
Straight from the Path Euthanasia. It's out on September 9th via UNFD Records. It is absolutely brilliant. I'm in love with it. I've got no doubt you'll be in love with it too. Thank you so much for listening. If you have, that really means a lot to me because doing this on your own, it does feel kind of weird. Uh, but thank you for sticking with me. We're going to be back uh, on either Monday or Tuesday to talk about the new Parkway Drive record, Darker Still. Thank you for listening again. I love you. Bye.